Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 219. This is Colin. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. There's a bit of delay there, Colin. You sure that's you? You know, I was just trying to dig up from all the KY I was in last week. You know, yeah, it, the problem is clearing to, it from the lungs. I had to you know? resurface. <laughs> there was there was a lot of humidity over there. In the I KY. can imagine that actually actually swimming through that would be quite hard because there's no friction to push against. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> As it you turns out, Colin, Colin actually meant that he was in Kentucky. But he didn't actually. He, he said KY. I'm in KY. I'm heading to KY. You know, I figured that you guys would be able to get the hint, but no, you guys had to think that I'm using some weird barrels of. Even better, he was heading to KY stuff. for a job. I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, as you can probably tell, Schmidt is not with us this week. Um, he died, of course. Just like him. Turns out he laughed so hard, his throat actually turned inside out and ruptured. Oh, that that's not good. He probably should have had that checked out. You'd think, that's right? Pa- that sounds painful. I could have given him some KY to help out with it. Uh, it's not a, a soothing balm. <laughs> could you imagine, like, swallowing that? It would just glide down your gullet. That would be terrible. And out. Ugh. Uh, Colin does sound a little bit different this week. Uh, he was not expecting to join us, so he's he's rocking the old school headset right oh, there. Oh yeah, good so old electronics. It's great. Is it that he wasn't expecting to join us, or that he forgot he had like other responsibilities? And I may have thought that minute. today was actually Friday. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It feels like a Friday. Yeah, all my days are just kind of jumbled up right now, so. It's not a lot of not a lot of fun lately. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, before we get too far along, we want to give a shout out to all of our friends. Uh, shout out to our friends over at TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio.com, Radio KSCR, uh, Eagle Moss Limited, and of course the beautiful, wonderful, generous people over at Forty Eight Fourteen Web Hosting. That's Forty Eight Fourteen dot com, the best web press WordPress hosts on the on bleh, the world, this planet Earth that we are on right now. They're it. Web press? Yes, they're the bomb. They're the bomb.com. I'll just uh, let that wait, so they're float out there. The bomb of the dot com, so they're exploding. No, no, see, that's a phrase. It's, it's before your time, young one. But uh, when we used to say the bomb.com, it meant that they were the shiznit. And when I say the shiznit, that was also before your time, Padawan. Uh, that was- no, 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 it's the shiznits. You don't pluralize that. Yeah, you need to read up on your your recent gangster talk. <laughs> you know, I, I was in Kentucky. It's straight up ghetto over there. I know these things now. What with They're all their expensive behind, so. horses and stuff. Yeah, I'm glad you said horses. I thought totally that you're going a different route that way. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm the guy that goes there. So that's what they need to KY for. Okay, so. <laughs> Animal husbandry is such a tough, tough job. Oh, jeez. So, how was everyone's week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that was just kind of interesting how you did that there. 
Yeah. Hey, if you haven't heard yet, you should uh, head on over to Moving Picture Show because uh, Dr. Squishy is moving right now. He's moving cross country, and so he was unable to record the episode. And instead, uh, the women of Stolen Droids took a shot at it. Uh, my wife and Schmitty's wife went for the girls only episode where they listed out their top chick flicks and all the uh, headline news that as it related to uh, chick flick movies because evidently there's quite a few this week you know it's funny as a man i don't generally notice the chick flick movies and my wife hates going to the movies so she doesn't notice a lot of chick flick movies either so i kind of have a good thing going there you know i wish i could say that but there are chick flick movies i like uh, that's my issue. I actually really like chick flick movies. He's single for a reason. It is. Oh, really? really why did you put, why did you put two game? fingers up? That was about you to know, turn that late. was a bad call on me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Not what I meant. Not what I meant. <laughs> Just an FYI out there, people, if you're listening from home, uh, never point with two fingers when you can use just one. It'll save a lot of misunderstandings. <laughs> hey, let's go into an absolute, complete screw-up from Apple, shall we? Why not? Oh, fun. I love so, those. Yeah, we. Uh, I want to say it was last week, maybe it was the week before, we talked about Apple's update that they pushed to the Apple Watch and how it just completely broke the heartbeat sensor. Uh, before, they had been said, it had been said that black people... Uh, we're not having it work because the sensor couldn't read their heartbeat with their tone of skin. So Apple pushed an update and suddenly it wasn't reading anyone's heart rate ever. Well, Apple finally came out with a statement about this and said, yes, it is working as designed. Huh? It turns out that when it launched, the Apple watch would read and pull your heartbeat every so often regularly. Right. And now to save battery power, quote unquote, it will only read your heartbeat once every 10 minutes, just so long as you are at a dead rest. Um, so what good is that? <laughs> none. None at all. Unless you're like worried that you're going to hit like 180 beats a minute while sitting at a dead rest, at which point this is the least of your trouble. Go to an emergency room right now. <laughs> you're having a stroke. 10 minutes is a huge gap, first off. Okay, you can go from being just fine to dead from a stroke in 10 minutes. Yes. 10 minutes is, is, is ludicrous. And secondly, to have it only be useful when you're not doing anything is just stupid. Because nobody who, like, exercises or runs or moves like to, likes to know what their heart rate is as they're doing said activity. No, why, why well, would you need to know that information? Apple says that this is a feature and this is intentional, but that if you use a workout app, the workout app has access to the sensor as well, and it can use the sensor whenever it wants. But as a general rule, iOS will not use the sensor regularly. Even stranger, they also brought out the fact that there's technically two sensors. There's the red LED infrared one, the one that a lot of things have. You see it uh, if you ever go to a hospital, they'll usually put the red LED one on your finger to check your pulse rate and your oxygenation, and it uses a sensor much like that. They also have a green LED one that does the same thing and it's more accurate. And so the workout app uses the green LED whereas the standby one uses the red one. So here's a question. Why don't they just use one? Why don't they just use the green one and not even carry the red one? 
because then they'd have to only charge sixteen hundred dollars instead of seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> I, I don't oh, think a red man. LED is a hundred dollars. But sure? it's Apple. <laughs> it's Apple, so you know it's just going to work. I. This, How many red LEDs don't work because they don't have that Apple logo on them, Zook? Come yeah. on, man. Think think this through. I have I have so many that don't work because it doesn't have Apple. Yeah, uh, Colin, you keep talking, dude. You're recording on an Apple right now. Hey, we couldn't get your you, microphone to you work. You hush your mouth. <laughs> you remember that? It happened it's, like 10 it's minutes ago. It's not my fault that Apple products decided to be stupid and decide, oh, hey, let's allow people to hear anything that comes through your headphones without you being able to hear it without putting on your headphones. Yeah, yeah but bizarre. That no, makes really sense. Funny. We've been doing this show now for, what, four years? Four years and some weeks? Yeah, and something like that. We have never had a flawless recording experience on an Apple product, which is funny because when we started this whole thing, everyone told us that if you want to podcast, you do it from Apple. Yep. It is the weirdest thing ever. And I know that sounds like we're just hating on it right now, but truly, we've never had it work right from Apple products. I think it's because, though, those were Apple fanboys who were telling us that. It's probably now, is. Now I'll say, you know, if you want to have a flawless recording, just get an Android. Sure, every one of you will have a different one, and good luck. <laughs> they may not trying, be able to talk with each other. Good luck trying to get them all to to work with the old version, you know, the rock version of Android. But hey, uh, um, this is weird, and I don't know if this is Apple screwing up from a production standpoint, or if it's their marketing department that just doesn't know how to spin this. I'm really kind of in the dark there where the failure is, because there is a failure one way or another. Either this feature wasn't fully tested and wasn't ready, or they just made a really bad call and then spun it the wrong way. You know, I, I'm inclined to think it's the latter. This is like Apple Maps bad here. <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> referencing last week's show, for those of you who haven't heard. Uh, but yeah, this this seems to me like a beta feature that was not ready for release. That they with, pushed out like they always do. And they're I, getting burned by it like they always do. I think you're right. I, I, I really do. Because heartbeat sensors are not new. They have been around for a very, very, very long time. And Every other smartwatch in history has had this feature, and it's worked. Okay? And not even smartwatches. Like, hospitals have had it. Workout equipment has had it. It's just done. It's not new technology. And so for them to launch and not to work, and then instead of going back to the drawing board and fixing it, it's like they try and said, well, you know what? People won't notice as much if we simply don't use it anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because I actually have experience through my job with fitness trackers and a few other things uh, along these same lines. I, I won't say who or sp- give any specifics because of I like my job, but I know from firsthand experience how difficult these things are to get right. And even after extensive testing, they may not be 100%. And so for Apple to push this out, I'm really thinking they just they weren't ready. I, I really think that. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Moving into the other camp, into Microsoft news, I am super excited about this because Windows 10 is going to be launched July 29th for free. 
And yes. the reason I'm talking so like so Shatner-ish is because the way you know if you're going to be getting it on the 29th when it actually activates is because they've started already pushing out an early reservation system. So if you have a Windows 7 or Windows 8 machine, I want you to right now go over to the clock area, look in your sys tray, and see if you have a Windows logo. Colin, don't bother with it. <laughs> I can't see it, guys. You, you Why can't Apple I see plebeian. Why can't I see it, guys? But if you go over there and you see it, click on it, and it's saying, hey, we want to reserve your copy of Windows 10 free for you right now. Just enter your email address. And this is the email address you use to log into Windows, because if you have Windows 8, you, you attach an email address to it. And what it'll do is it'll register you and start to feed you files and start the download process now. So when July 29th comes around, your computer goes, boom, okay, time to install. I already have all the files I need. This is, I am jumping the gun here. I realize this because it's very possible July 29th will come around. It tries to activate and install and wipes everyone's computers, at which point it'll be really, really bad. But in theory, if they can pull this off, this is a really smooth transition. So I, I my, just am having like horrible images now. I didn't even consider that this process would go poorly. And now I'm envisioning my computers being wiped. Thanks, Zook. Not a problem. I'm good at that. <laughs> I, I, my, my only question is, and of course I'm thinking this because I'm an IT guy, um, is what happens when I install if I want to go back and reinstall 10? Where do I get that media? How do I get my CD key? That's an excellent point. So, And I'm sure they're going to deal with that. Go ahead, Colin. And another enterprise standpoint, what happens if you're on a domain? Uh, if you have an enterprise license, then you will have to have a different um, type of licensing setup. They'll work with you on that, uh, which, let's be honest, most consumers don't have to worry about. Now, if you do not see it, do not panic. It simply means that Windows couldn't tell if you're ready for 10 or not. Usually it means that you have some updates waiting. Maybe you have a pirated copy. Let's be honest. At which point, it won't give you the option until the 29th. When the 29th rolls around, they're pushing this to everyone. So even if you have a pirated copy of Windows 7 or 8, you will get free Windows 10 on your machine. Now, my question uh, to you is this, Zook, and I think I know the answer, but do you think that part of the reason they're doing this is to help not only prepare in terms of okay, we're going to need this much bandwidth. We're going to need these many, this many servers running. We're going to need all the backend infrastructure stuff. But do you think it's also to not only, well, I guess advertise that Windows 10 is coming? Is that which do you think is is the priority here? I think the priority is to get everyone onto this OS as fast as possible. Um, Microsoft has some pretty grand plans, and, and they're not the only ones. Google's the same way, and Apple is the same way with their operating systems and their software. But they have some really grand plans that are going to be awesome if they shake out the way we want. The problem with Microsoft has traditionally been that they are too busy supporting all their legacy software. So, yeah, they have all these great, huge plans, but they can never move forward with them because they're so hamstringed by all the legacy installations they still have to support. You remember when Windows Vista came out and the sidebar was supposed to be huge and IPTV was going to be the next big thing? Yep. And they could never go to it because everyone was still so stuck on 98 Second Edition and XP. Yep. 
And then Windows 7 came out, and Windows 7 was excellent. Everyone admits Windows 7 was excellent. But everyone's still stuck on Windows XP. Right. (laughs) And so all the features that came out with it, Microsoft was never able to move forward with. Then 8 came out, and 8 is excellent. And I don't care what you say. It's an excellent operating system. It's not a perfect one, but if you're a Windows person, and statistically speaking, 90% of you are, it's an excellent operating system. But there were so many unfulfilled features that either they couldn't get done because they didn't have the drive behind it, or they simply had to drop because developers had no interest in it. Now you have Windows 10 coming out. And check it out. If you have an Xbox One, you can play your game on your Windows 10 laptop, but only if you have Windows 10. And hey, if you have Windows 10, you can share things between all your different systems, and you can use Cortana, and it automatically syncs all your devices, but only if you have Windows 10. And so I think this is honestly this kind of push towards get everyone onto one unified system, because then we can make it great, and not keep worrying about all the old crap. If only Android could do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and actually going back to um, one of the other things you were saying, Zoner, about um, actually measuring the bandwidth and making sure that they have all the servers implemented um, that they do need. Uh, one of the things that Apple hasn't done very well in executing is measuring that bandwidth and making sure that they have um, the amount of resources they need to push out all these installations. I mean, I remember when um, the first one came out for that um push which i believe was mountain lion and servers just weren't able to handle it they had to expand their um their amount of resources because there just wasn't enough to handle that huge bandwidth that came through if i remember correctly it basically made your apple computer inoperable for a couple days because you couldn't use it while it thought it was doing the upgrade but it couldn't do the upgrade while it couldn't talk to the server and the servers were slag so that's yeah, a good this, point, Colin. I hadn't thought of that, but you're probably right. And kind of going back to what you you started off the story with Zook about how it's slowly install or downloading all the files and whatnot. I wonder if if we're going to see complete installations start happening because people figure out, okay, I have all the files. I'm going to force this. Yeah, but the question becomes then, who cares? Because yeah. we're all getting it for free anyway. Yeah, I. Uh, but you know how the internet is, you know, first. Well, sure, but who really cares? Microsoft doesn't seem to, because, yeah, you could have an entire installation, but you don't have that final piece, and that final piece is the activation. Yep. And that's what they're giving away for free. Yeah, it, it's awesome. I am excited for this. I, In fact, I have not been as excited for a Windows operating system upgrade since Vista. I, I was excited for eight. I was pretty excited for eight. But the reason I was talking like Shatner is because I just looked down at my sister and I noticed I have it there. So I was filling it out. Yeah, mine just popped up too. So I got it as well. Yay. All right. Well, we'll move on to the next headline while you fill that out for you. Oh, it's um, done. It's done. Let's talk so, about BlackBerry because we haven't talked about them for a week. Colin, did you need time to fill out your form? Oh, mm. oh right. Right. I'll do it I'm later on my actual Windows system. Thank you very much. I'm just envisioning Colin's head as like the forever alone meme right now as as he's the oh, as you guys are enjoying that. <laughs> Don't wanna be all by myself anymore. He's single. Um okay, so 
Back in the day, we told you about a little accessory for the iPhone. Uh, then a couple of years ago, Schmitty, uh, Squishy and I saw it at CES, and it was called the Typo. And it was a keyboard that you snap onto the bottom of your iPhone, and it gives you a physical keyboard. The dumb thing is, and as if what I just described to you wasn't dumb enough, is that <laughs> it was a ripoff, a direct ripoff of a BlackBerry keyboard. You just had to look at it, and you knew it's a BlackBerry keyboard. Well, the company who made it, Ryan Seacrest Company, said, well, no, no, it's not. It's just a generic keyboard. Uh, yeah, they had an injunction filed against them. They, uh, they were banned from selling it. They finally entered into a quote-unquote legal agreement with BlackBerry. And the reason I use a quote around that, you'll hear, Typo agrees to no longer sell their products for any device less, with a screen size less than 7.9 inches. Which basically means any device. Oh, come on. You could put it on a Nexus 10. If you have an iPad mini or even worse, a regular iPad with a BlackBerry keyboard hooked into the bottom of it, you deserve to be slapped upside the (laughs) head with said iPad. And since Apple will never, again, let me repeat that, Apple will never make an iPhone bigger than 7.9 inches. I don't see how on earth this is an agreement. I think this is basically just them saying, we won't sell it anymore. Please don't sue us into oblivion. Yeah, they got taken out behind the woodshed is what happened. <laughs> what are we doing back here, Pa? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, were ba- they were told to go cut themselves a switch. Yeah, pretty uh, much. It, you can what choose. Happened. You can choose which switch you get beaten with. I'll take the 7.9-inch one, thanks. <laughs> well, you know, it's bad because you can't get the one that's too little because at that point apple's just gonna destroy them uh-huh. and you oh, can't blackberry. get the one that's too big because oh yeah sorry blackberry uh all this apple talk tonight uh you get the one that's too big blackberries you know that's gonna break their spine that's gonna break typo's spine so oh just let it go seacrest seriously no one wanted your product anyway it's an absolute joke and of course you're gonna get sued into oblivion for it I, I think at this point, Seacrest just needs to say Seacrest out and go the way of American Idol. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um, okay, so Google this week put out some very interesting changes to their account center. Uh, if you follow the link in our show notes, because uh, let's face it, all of us have a Google account, even if it's not the one we usually use. And the security settings and the privacy settings, while comprehensive, have always kind of been all over the place. Okay. Here, they finally decided to put it all into one dedicated page. You can run audits. You can see how your information looks from outside. You can see which information is there. Um, It's also a little bit creepy because you are suddenly acutely aware how much information Google has been keeping on you, including recordings of your voice searches at times. Yay. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, the libertarian flag in honor just suddenly got a red. Just well, it's just waving I, high and proud right now. No, I actually i I saw this pop up. I think it was this morning that I saw it pop up when I logged into my computer, and I actually avoided clicking on it because ignorance is bliss. I yeah, I don't know that I want. I don't know that I want to know what Google has on me. I, what's worse, it's fine. I hate listening to my own voice on this show. 
I do as a measure of quality control every week, but I hate it. I hate listening to my own voice, and I don't think I'm the only one in that. I think other people hate listening to my voice, too. But I especially hate listening to my voice go, okay, Google, pizza places near me. No, no, pizza places near not a storage unit. I want pizza. (laughs) Yeah. Throwback humor there. I don't want to hear myself, but it is kind of cool that they put it all together so you actually have control over it. It is, and it's it is kind of cool. I, I'm looking at it now. I decided, okay, I better I better do this. But I'm looking, and I I can see everything that I've given permissions to, which I think is very cool. I like that. Yeah. And I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, what the heck is this? What is this? What is this? But. Yeah. When did I serve? When did I search that? I better delete does, that before the wife sees it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, why does this have access to my account? Crap. What was really interesting to me is I could see an app that I authorized for access to my account years ago, right? Years and years and years ago. Well, the app has since changed hands and is no longer the same app I thought it was. You know, it's no longer the same app it was when I first used it, and now it's owned by some ad company. And it still has access to my account, because I never went back and revoked it. That's no good. Yeah, no bueno. Um, who wants some hilarious legal tech news? Oh, who doesn't? That's the question you should be asking. That's so the you bright ba- side of every episode. Uh, so back in the day... Uh, Mega Upload was seized by the FBI. We remember this, right? A few years ago. Kim.com, yes. Yes. And if you tried to go there, and you've probably seen this at other torrenting sites and illegal download sites and whatnot, you had a splash page that this domain has been seized by the U.S. Justice Department and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, right? And it has the the signals, sigils, whatever. The I can't talk anymore the symbols of the different agencies involved on either side. And if you have any information on this, please refer to this document or call here or whatnot, part of an ongoing investigation, whatever. Well, as it turns out, that um, site that they were redirecting to, its registration was up, and the FBI forgot to renew it. Um, yeah, well, someone else went in and, picked it up. And so if you tried to go to Mega Upload this week, you got auto-forwarded to a real raunchy porn site that was installing all sorts of malware on your computer and trying to get you to play Video Kino or something. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I don't even have words for this. This is why the government should not be in control of the internet. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't buy it for like 20 years. Well, well, not just that, but when it was renewed in 2011, they didn't renew the, uh, the registration's privacy. So you could <laughs> see exactly who registered it and when it was up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is um, so great. Yeah, that's that's messed up, yo. I I, I don't even... It's kind of fun. Kim.com uh, loved it. He actually tweeted, you have to see this to believe it. And he posts upload.com porn, drugs and malware and ad scams brought to you by the U S department of justice. 
Um, in some other fun legal tech news, remember that net neutrality thing that the FCC passed? Which, oh, I might point out, has yet to uh, destroy the internet or our way of life. No, just it like, has. We just we just haven't realized it yet. We haven't caught up. Um, yeah. We're lagging. Is that it? Yeah, because we don't. Yeah. Well, you may remember that AT and T had said that they would never, ever bow down to such a ruling. That they would fight it, and they would just simply never, ever do it. Which I don't know. That seems kind of weird to me. That's like. That's like a cop pulling me over for speeding, and I can tell him, no, no, I never agreed to that law. I don't ever want to abide by it. You have to let me go. That just doesn't that doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. That AT&T, doesn't work, by the way. No, it doesn't. No, it, that gets you tased, <laughs> by the way. Um, I, I, I just, I just, I heard from a friend. <laughs> from a friend, right. <laughs> um, so AT&T has decided to play ball, and they want to merge with DirecTV. For reasons that terrify me. But anyway, they have told the FCC that they are willing to abide by certain provisions of net neutrality if the FCC lets them merge with DirecTV. That's like you telling your kid to take a bath and go to bed. And the kid comes back and says, okay, I'll take a bath, but you have to give me triple allowance this week. That just no. You're the parent. You do I'll smack you is what's going to happen. It's like look, if you don't agree with a law, that is your right as an American citizen, which evidently companies are now. Um, that's your right. But there's also certain legal and legitimate recourses to go back and appeal that law. But meanwhile, while it's a law, you have to follow it. Yeah, That's sadly. the definition of law. <laughs> you know, I don't know why this is like this isn't hard. Children understand this concept. Well, see, though, I think and as much as I hate this, it's, we have so much crony capitalism going on in this country that these com- these companies feel that they don't, the rules don't apply to them. They buy off the politicians so that they can do what they want. And I think that this is a good example of that. AT&T feels that they're above the rules, they're above the law, because they own politicians, and so they'll get away with doing what they want. I I think that this is a good example of that happening. Yeah. I just... Okay. Whatever. Um, What's really sad is this will probably go through. Most likely. Um, also in that, along that kind of vein there, uh, T-Mobile is now in talks since they burned through AT&T and Sprint, um, and haven't been bought by anyone despite years of wanting to be, they are now in negotiations with Dish Network. What is with them? You know, I don't understand this. T-Mobile has made such a push to increase their customer base, to steal customers away from the other carriers, and they're doing a very good job at it. Yeah, they're still the smallest, but they're they're not in danger of closing doors like they were a few years ago. No, they're not. They they have done a very good job. They're providing very good services, at least in my experience. And they're I think they're doing things right. I've said this on the program before, on the show before. I like what they're doing. I like how they're going about this. I don't understand why 
they keep trying to go to other places. I, I what what is their end game here? Are they trying to increase everything and make themselves more valuable so someone will buy them and John Lagier can go retire in style? Or no, no, he wouldn't. Need, he would become the CEO of Dish Network and T-Mobile. Could you imagine how awesome Dish Network would become if John Laguerre was in charge? <laughs> hey, look, if they want to give me free Dish Network because I'm a T-Mobile customer and I have been for like nine years, I'll do it. I could just imagine him going up to like the unsatellite event and like ripping on Comcast, you know, dropping F-bombs all over the place talking about Time Warner and... I, I could just imagine that. That would be uh, awesome. It wouldn't be that new. I mean, most Americans are doing that already against Comcast and Time Warner. They based are, on but their... it would be John Laguerre, like, doing True. his Steve Jobs type deal, you know? We'll see if this goes through. And I, it, it's going to be kind of a, a domino effect. I believe that if, team, if AT&T and DirecTV are allowed to merge, there's no one who would be able to say to T-Mobile and Dish Network, sorry, you can't. Yeah. Um, moving along here into uh, other fun, kind of quasi-legal tech news. The NSA has been spending a lot of time on social media, Facebook specifically. <laughs> oh, Well, they kind of have to since they're not allowed to actually. Uh, the Patriot Act didn't uh, continue. Yeah. For those who, who aren't aware, um, thanks in large part to... Ted Cruz's efforts, Senator take or excuse me, Senator Rand Paul's efforts. Uh, the NSA was not able to continue uh, doing their blanket collection of data on Americans, and so they've had to start hitting Facebook, and they're just data mining Facebook now. Which is, I mean, honestly, if for anyone who says that nothing is ever gleaned from it, let's be honest, we all post everything to Facebook. So much, in fact, to Facebook and, and Twitter that also this week uh, news came out that a U.S. airstrike was, uh, was executed on a Syrian building that was ISIS headquarters. Well, how did they even know where it was? Because some terrorist took a selfie in front of it, tagged it, tagged himself, and then on open internet started boasting about how awesome the headquarters was and all the territory they had claimed and how impervious it was. Um, he got retweeted by five JDAM bombs. <laughs> he was trending. And geocache. Does anyone remember? Didn't we used to joke that Bin Laden checked in on Foursquare and that's how SEAL Team 6 knew where to strike? Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. Well, we could. There's actually a whole new conspiracy theories about Bin Laden, but we I don't want to hear. <laughs> most, most conspiracy theorists need to read Occam's Razor and actually understand it and realize that Occam's Razor is not in of itself a conspiracy. Um,. Before we jump in, we're actually running a close shave. True, true. Um, before we're running a little bit long here, and we still have half of our headlines. Before we go into the other ones to try and transition, I actually thought I'd go back to some feedback I forgot we had. Oh, well done, sir. Thank you. Um, this is from Ruff, of course, because we don't get feedback from anyone else. Even when we publicly shame some of our other listeners, we only get feedback from Ruff. I actually uh, have feedback, too, now that you mention it. Oh, we're such slackers. <laughs> I have feedback, too. No, I really don't. 
Um, okay, so he is talking about what, how we were saying that Google's new voice search is going to become much more contextual and much more intuitive, and we won't have to actually specify things. He writes, with regards to Google starting to use context, that reminds me of some friends of mine who moved into a new condo, also called a unit in Australia. We dropped over to visit, and they were showing us around. At one point, a discussion started about how good the unit was. However, it turned out that one group of us meant the condo, one group meant a new sound unit they had, and the final group meant the furniture unit. I wonder how these personal assistants will respond when they get to the inevitable question, what the crap are you talking about? Uh, You also mentioned that you can download the episode directly to your MP3 player without having to go via iTunes. Do you know how many of your 25 listeners do this? I know it's exactly how I do it. (laughs) Wow, that was hurtful. Uh, Right here, Ruff, right in the feels. Uh, finally, did you see this? And he links me over to an Amazon review of Kim Kardashian's book called Selfish. It's the audio book. Uh, and someone wrote a, uh, a very helpful review that's been upvoted many times. It says, I can recommend the audio version of this book. It lasts 37 seconds. The narrator basically says, we have an idiot and her cleavage looking into a camera 500 times. That's awesome. <laughs> That's nice. so awesome. Uh, he also then sent me sent me another email uh, saying one more thing. I forgot to mention that Rupert Murdoch is an American, so no need to fret about foreign nationals owning American media companies. See his Wikipedia article; it's in Wiki, so it must be true. Ruff, you're right. However, he naturalized via the immigration process. He was completely Australian, uh, and then when he realized that he would need to be an American to really get News Corp off the ground and continue his agenda, which is a really bad way of saying it. I don't mean it to sound so malicious, but I don't know how else to uh, to to work his plan, whatever it was. He would need to drop his Australian citizenship and become an American citizen, which almost makes it worse. I'm just saying. <laughs> Zana, what feedback do you have? I got feedback here from David. Um, I guess a while ago we were talking about Lady Thor and Natalie Portman taking the role in the movies. Uh, Quick feedback here. He says, I can't imagine she wouldn't take the role. Just look up, quote, your highness. She clearly has a sense of humor or fun or really needed the paycheck. So there you go. Uh, And when I say, quote, your highness, that was the name of a movie. Sorry. I I figured. I, I, as I said that, it my brain realized put two and two together. Um, he was trying to use proper grammar and whatnot. So, which yeah, I do radio. So yeah, grammar not strong part. Talk fail. If we stay quiet for any second longer, he's just going to keep spinning himself down a dictionary. <laughs> he's just going to start spouting random words. <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Molybdenum. Okay. um. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, that was my feedback. Thanks, David, for the feedback. Thanks, Ruff, for the feedback. Sorry that we fail you. Um, You can write us feedback. Feedback at StolenDroids.com, 801-917-GEEK. Yeah. I have to be careful because I'm used to saying... Or you can email me. Or not. I I never get any. I never get any, guys. If you are an attractive lady, especially, he's single. Hey, ladies. And, you know, I will say this. I know the ladies love a guy who can sing. Something about hey. the crooning. They dig that. Look at Michael Bublé. Got me some acapella. 
I mean, yeah. However, you have to be careful because if we only have 25 listeners, you're going to burn through that dating pool very quickly. Well, hopefully we have that many females. (laughs) I'm sure someone listens by accident. Um, Okay, so into Netflix news. I got to say, I like how Ruff took that little shot at us. Uh, And, you know, we joke that it was hurtful, but actually, you know, 25... What's that, like five, six times more than we usually have? Yeah. Ruff has been on the show. Ruff came out and saw us at Salt Lake Comic Con. He knows exactly how tiny this operation is. <laughs> However, yeah, we I we probably have 26 listeners. I don't know, four years? I'd hope we're at least a 30. Um, so Netflix has decided to try out ads. Sort of. Sort of. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't know quite what's happening here. Who put this in? I I did. Well, it's interesting because a story broke that Netflix was going to start uh, testing ads before and after its shows, which, you know, kind of makes sense. But then um, Netflix's CEO, Reed Hastings, got on Reddit or Facebook or something. He said, no, just we're not doing that. We're not going to run third party ads. Uh, but then there was talk that they would be running ads for their own shows. But then it came out that, no, they're not going to run any ads. So I don't know what's happening, but there's... I mean, I Reed Hastings, they don't know what's happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Reed Hastings tweeted uh, a couple days ago, no advertising coming onto Netflix, period. Just adding relevant cool trailers for other Netflix contexts content you are likely to love we call those ads that's what i was gonna say it sounds like an ad to me so yeah netflix is yeah they're pushing ads i don't care really i mean i watch yahoo screen all the time and typically there are seven ads in a half hour show and really only two unique ones it's usually the same two every single block um and i'm okay with that I don't I, care. I watch Community on Yahoo. I've never once seen an ad. I watch I it on my tablet. I haven't either. See, I watch it on my tablet. I wonder if I watched it on my computer with ad block, it'd be different. But on my tablet, yeah, I get like one or two ads. And I'm okay with that. Unlike Hulu. Yeah, i gives you I'm 20 minutes okay of with ads with for every Hulu. six minutes of programming. Yeah. Yeah, Hulu just pisses me off with their advertisement ads. And it's nothing that's ever relevant either. No, it's never relevant. And Yet they try ads. to make it seem like they're trying to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Six ads, three minutes long each. So you're looking at 18-minute long ad break. And there's six ad breaks for a 40-minute show. Yep. Yeah. Okay, <sighs> so uh, in other fun news... Let's jump ahead, actually, a little bit. I've been moving the headlines around trying to keep it relevant. This is yeah, kind of I a follow-up to that. last week. So uh, but, confused. <laughs> so we were talking about um, Think Geek, remember? And we were talking about Hot Topic and how worried we were. Well, evidently, we didn't need to worry because GameStop beat them to the punch. And they even a- gave them money. I'm okay they with like- this. GameStop gave Hot Topic money to say, hey, we're better than you. Here's some money. Don't forget it. Yeah. I'm okay with this. GameStop is a game company. It's kind of dying. Their business model has changed. 
And so they're completely redoing it. I'm utterly okay with this because you can already go there and buy games or paraphernalia or all sorts of different geek stuff. And so this is just going to tie into that really nicely. Yeah, I I think this is a good fit. So, yeah, there's the follow-up for you. Yay. <laughs> I, I do like the fact, though, that I won't feel quite as dirty. I hate GameStop, by the way, but not as much as I hate going into a hot topic. Um, so I won't feel quite as dirty shopping from ThinkGeek uh, as I would had I been bombarded with images of, like, Hot Topic models and stuff. <laughs> Seeing just goths everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's... I usually only go into, like, the first, very, very first portion of Hot Topics just to Where look they at have their, their nerd good apparel. good geek stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you go into the back, you're just asking to, like, become possessed or something, I'm thinking. Uh-huh. Just just make sure you have a bottle of Purell when you go back there. (laughs) You go into the back part of the back half, the back third. This is a test for the next 60 seconds. The station will conduct the test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. The broadcasters of your area in voluntary cooperation with the FCC have developed a system to keep you informed in the event of an emergency. If this had been an actual emergency, you would have been instructed where to tune in your area for news and official information. Well, that was weird. Um, Something weird just happened there, and we apologize. And it killed Colin. Colin's always dead, though. Oh, well. He usually joins, he usually is dead, and that's why he doesn't join. He has never actually been killed partway through a show yeah that's really odd isn't it was it the ninja did the ninja get him this time again he took us off the air for a moment there too okay so um anyway colin's dead but a hot topic ky we were making jokes i think about the front half of the store the back half of the store let's just say i think we can all agree we're all really happy that hot topic is not buying think geek yes yeah i you know I just have issues with that. I'm really glad, though. You are correct. I am. Uh, that is that is a good thing. Yes, it is. Um, and also, kind of weird, we're happy news. Lego's world, Lego world. The trailer came out this this week, and it looks really good. It looks really, really good, actually. Schmidty went ahead and got the uh, early access beta. He's thrilled to be a part of it, and it had us looking into the old lego mmo that was supposed to come out a little while ago actually it was i think out for like four months no it and actually was out for like two years they had a really they had a good run i never played it but yeah they had a good run i had no idea it was lego universe and the idea was that you could build whatever you wanted to build and share it with your friends and interact that way which is kind of cool thing is is um it had to be taken offline and there's a very specific 
reason as to why. See, uh, there's this thing called COPPA, uh, the Ch- U.S. Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. And it also helps protect kids against inappropriate content for any games that are marketed towards kids. That includes giant Lego dongs. And evidently, when you add, you know, Internet by itself is full of great information. People by themselves are generally decent or at least not horrible. People plus Internet, dongs. Dongs everywhere. Well, you know, and it's funny, too, because, like, I, I just remembered we used to play Tekkit, Minecraft Tekkit, on Schmidty's server. Yeah. And what were they, spawners or something? They looked like big dongs, big silver dongs. Oh, yeah. They they did. So it's not unique to Lego, but Lego, because there were kids coming on there, phrasing, uh, because kids were playing the game, <laughs> they had to... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the guy that goes there. But because kids were playing on their servers, they had to keep them kid-friendly. And the way that the internet is, there's only so much manpower available to try and prevent this stuff. Yeah, so they actually tried to build an algorithm to detect dongs. How would you like to be the developer on that project? The problem is, is that if they built it inside of another structure or in a cave... The software wouldn't catch it. It basically just became a quagmire of of content filtering, and they decided to shutter it. All the things you learn about online. Huh? This is why we can't have nice stuff. It, it really is. And there are so many things just going through my head here that are going to get us like thrown off Krypton Radio and Radio KSCR because, yeah, I'm inappropriate. Um, you know another reason we can't have nice stuff? Godzilla. I, I was going to say kaiju. <laughs> yes, kaiju. Uh, but Godzilla. Um, Godzilla has been uh, roaming and terrorizing Tokyo now for quite a while. I mean, when did he first came? First come on the job? It's been a while now. 54. Yeah, was it the 50s? I think yeah, it was um, the 50s. April, April 1954. Same year Disney World opened. Coincidence? I think not. Um, I don't know. I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I thought Disney World or Disneyland. Excuse me. I thought Disneyland was fifty-five. We need Schmitty. Where's Schmitty? To the internets. <laughs> anyway, um, Disney yep. World opened. Yep, Nineteen fifty-five. Okay, July seventeenth, nineteen fifty-five. Yay you're for right. the Disney nerd in me. Okay, um, so Godzilla has been around for quite a while, and Japan finally decided to recognize him, and they granted him citizenship. He is now a resident of Japan, and a tourism ambassador. Because when I think of visiting Tokyo, the first thing I think of is getting stepped on by a giant lizard. Yeah, I, I, I methinks this is not the tourism image you want to put forth to potential guests. <laughs> Welcome to Japan. Go away. <laughs> so, I mean, what are they going to do with all the other monsters that Godzilla fought, like Mothra? Are they going to recognize them in some capacity at some point, or are they just are they the illegal aliens of the Japanese monster world? Well, I think it's all just very political. Godzilla 
represents Japan's natural xenophobia, Mothra, Gamera, Rodan. They're all the, you know, the Philippines and the Chinese and the, the, the Taiwanese, all the people that keep coming to Japan that Japan doesn't want there. <laughs> you know, though, looking at this photo, either Godzilla has gotten smaller in his old age, you know how old people will shrink, or the Japanese have really grown in the last 60 years. I love how they can't even make themselves as tall as their own mascot. It's like, it's like, no, no, I know. Let's be honest, okay? Godzilla should be a little bit bigger than us. A little, a little, a little. Um, <laughs> you want to take this next one because I don't have a clue about this, and frankly, I, I don't care anymore. Um, Arrested Development got confirmed for a fifth season on Netflix. Uh, it should premiere uh, mid twenty sixteen, so probably this time next year um i think it's funny that the article that we link to here on uh uprox uprox i don't know how to say that but um they they start off saying perhaps jealousy of the instant quotability of the of unbreakable kimmy schmidt a fifth season of arrested development will debut sometime next year so they're thinking that this is all because of the success of kimmy schmidt which was funny was entertaining a lot better than season four of Arrested Development, I'm sad to say. Um, but yeah, Brian Grazer uh, on Adam Carolla said that Netflix wants to do more episodes, so they're going to do 17 more. Uh, they go into production on January 1st. So hopefully we'll have episodes about four months after that. All right. And, I, again, it's not that I hate Arrested Development. I never got into it. And... Normally, you know how people get really annoyed during sitcoms with the whole will they, won't they that usually exists between the male lead and the female lead? Ross and Rachel? Yeah, that, that, or even before that, the moonlighting thing with uh, Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard. Oh, yeah. It, or, or Cheers with, with Ted and any number of women. It's, <laughs> Sam it's and that, Diane. Thank you, Sam, not Ted. Um, but the thing is, is that with Arrested Development, I always get that same impression with the show itself and whichever network it's on. And it gets a little old. Yeah, you know, though, and I think Community just wrapped up their sixth season. I think Community ended it very gracefully. They are they set it up to where they could come back for a seventh season or do a movie, but they don't have to, and, and they're okay with that. Whereas Arrested Development, they were just kind of abused for for their three seasons and then left out in the cold and everybody wanted more. But instead of, instead of remembering what was once good, they just threw it all back at us and it wasn't as good as, as it had been originally. And right. I, I really, I kind of wish the show would stay dead. I, I hate to say that cause I love arrested development, but I really kind of wish it would stay dead. No, I'm right there with you. It, it's kind of like if Firefly did come back, but only for like four episodes, and then maybe wouldn't come back again, and then six months later, yeah, they're going to make another two episodes, uh, and then a year later, they're going to come out with a whole season, but it gets cut short. It's like, after a certain point, it's like, can you just let it die with some dignity, please? Well, that's kind of what they did with Jericho. And longtime listeners of the show know that I still harbor ill will towards Les Moonves and CBS because of how, what they did to Jericho. But they kind of just left it twisting out there in the wind and brought it back. And then they killed it again. And 
there was no dignity involved. Yet people still wanted to come back. I'd love to see Netflix pick up Jericho. I think it would be so fun. But again, I'm afraid that it just won't be as good as it was. You know, you run into that problem a lot. I think our nostalgia factor kind of clouds our judgment when it comes to these beloved television shows. I agree. Um, And our final headline actually... (laughs) unintentional segue here actually capitalizes on nostalgia quite a bit or rather the nostalgia of what would it have been like if the entire world got nuked back to the stone age from the 50s i know if you don't know what i'm talking about that sounds very very bleak no the trailer dropped for fallout 4 and i couldn't be more thrilled i'm so excited for this oh yeah if i love fallout 3 fallout new vegas was a nice expansion pack for Fallout 3. Um, but yeah, Fallout 4, it's going to be great. Ron Perlman is back, which, I mean, I'll watch any movie that guy's in. You can you can bet he, I'm going to be he, playing a game that I love that he's in. He's actually been in every single Fallout game. Yeah, I mean, the dude's awesome. Well, let's be honest, he's been in most everything ever. He really has, hasn't he? Look in your fridge, Ron Perlman's there, I'm just saying. Um, I'll be right back, right. I'm going to go say hi. Um, he's in there eating a sandwich Um, so into our favorites this week Collins immediately nullified it's no longer good because he had the audacity to up and die in this episode mine was something else but I changed it just barely because the trailer for this movie dropped and I couldn't be more excited even though I just barely said the same thing about Fallout 4 it's The Martian this is a book that came out uh, a couple years ago it's written by Andy Weir and it just started off as some blog posts. He put up one chapter at a time. People said, hey, you should make an entire book of this. Put it up on Kindle. He did. He made it 99 cents, and it just took off. Schmitty has brought it up before. He's listened to the audiobook version. I love the Kindle version. They're making a movie. Matt Damon plays the titular character. Titular character? How do you say that? The main character. The main character, yeah. That's, that's probably the best way. Yeah, we'll say that. I can't describe this book because it's one of those storylines that you can't describe and do it any justice. So watch the trailer and then go out, read the book. It's not a long read, but it's a really, really good read. And then be just as excited as the rest of us for this movie. And I should note that while you are a big fan of the print version, Schmitty speaks very highly of the audio version. For those of you out there who are like me and don't know how to read. In fact, I actually just said that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, You've done that to me before. Okay, whatever. Let's just move on in shame. Um, Yes. Okay, my favorite this week is uh, baseball cards for the new millennium. Tops, the company that you grew up with, buying their baseball cards every couple weeks or every day or whatever to try and get all of the your favorite players and all the complete sets before Pokemon was a thing. Um, they've come out with an app where you can actually trade digital baseball cards. There are rare cards. There are not rare cards. You've got your commons that you trade for nothing, and then you have stuff that actually sells for real-world money on eBay. But it is an amazingly addictive app. If you enjoy the sport ball at all, uh, you may want to give this one a check. Uh, In addition to collecting the cards, though, there is also a a gameplay element to it where fantasy baseball comes into play. Uh, You choose your lineup from the cards that you have, 
and you earn coins if you do well. You don't earn coins if you don't do well. I should warn you, though, that it is very easy to start spending money on this, and you could probably go broke very quickly uh, if you have any sort of an addictive personality. So just, you've been warned. But yeah, it is cool. Check it out. Tops Bunt. Excellent. Uh, that is our show for this week. Sorry, we're kind of wrapping up quickly with that little uh, wormhole kerfuffle we had. We need to wrap it up. Uh, if you have any feedback, we'd love to hear it. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Follow us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. Or give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.